you bought four pieces of power over tw- uh, over Twitter, right? Yeah, some random guy on Twitter tweeted that he was selling four pieces of power for $4,400. And then there was also like a collector's edition mox in there. And nice. we ended up coming to a deal for the four pieces and uh, no collector's edition for 4100 And then I sold my first piece today for 16 So I cleared likely in the neighborhood of $600 on one card. And it was so good. It's a good feeling, oh, man. Yes. Like when I sold out a legacy the first time, uh, it was all net profit for me. Like when I first moved to Oregon six years ago. And I remember, you know, these like vaults that I had picked up for, you know, 80 bucks and selling them for like 220 or whatever in 2013. And I thought that was a good deal because uh, that was the initial spike. And then, you know, I don't even know what a volcanic goes for right now. More than I'd like to look at, I'm sure. Over uh, 300, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I sold my tabernacle for 1800, which I thought was insane because I got that for 80 bucks. And yeah, I wish I still had my tabernacle. <laughs> Amazing. I was, I was telling Alyssa, I think this is, I've made more money today than any other day in my entire life. Yeah. I mean, $600 in a day is, that's good money, man. <laughs> that's, that's not counting, like, I had spec'd on Stoneforge Mystic and Batter School a little bit. So I think I'm in the neighborhood of like $800 today. Nice. So, How many Stoneforges did you end up with? Only two, which is really dumb. I had I had more, but I traded them away like two weeks ago just because they were in my binder and I didn't expect the ban. I almost I almost picked them up today. Uh, the the one your old ones from Chris. I almost picked them up today, but I believe we are buying Crim's Spanish ones, um, and uh, that's going to be fun. So I love foreign cards on their non foil. So, <laughs> anyways, hello and welcome Works. to the Eternal Implications podcast. Uh, today we'll be covering a monumental banned and restricted list across four, uh, three formats. And then uh, Freddie is unfortunately unavailable to join us for the foreseeable future. He's got some life stuff going on. Um, he'll be okay. Things are good. Uh, he's just got to get some stuff in order, some health stuff. Uh, but uh, hopefully he will be back with us before too long. It's just he's got to take a step back. Um, but yeah, uh, tonight I'm joined by Travis. How are you doing, Travis? And today is quite a day. It's been very busy on the MTG finance side, and I'm pretty stoked about the competitive scene as well. So uh, that part is really good. On the bad side, I was sharing with Gilbert earlier, I, I lost my job earlier, uh, like two weeks ago. And so like, I'm so happy and so sad at the same time. Today has been yeah, it's just a lot of mixed of emotion. Yeah, I'm like, I need some sort of antidepressant, and then I need some sort of depressant. So, <laughs> how, how are you doing, Gilbert? Yeah, uh, so I'm I'm doing well. Uh, I'm on PTO vacation for the first time in three years at my job, and uh, it's nice. Uh, it's just a few days, just kind of reset because I've got a rep leaving me. But uh, for those of you who don't know, I manage uh, manage a cell phone store, and uh, that's an exhausting job. Uh, so I usually net about 50, 60 hours a week, and uh, it's only going to be worse for a little bit. So I took some time off before he leaves, and man, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> it's weird having free time. Beautiful thing. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's get into this announcement, man. It's, uh, it's a pretty crazy, uh, 
pretty crazy ban and restricted announcement day. Um, I know normally we don't talk about standard on here, but uh, yeah, let's start with standard. It's ridiculous. This is actually <laughs> this is actually uh, historic too, because there's never been an unbanning in standard ever. This is it. This is the first time. Really, I didn't uh, know that. Yes, this is the first time anything's ever been unbanned in standard, and it's rampaging Barosidon. Um, I jokingly mentioned this on like our third episode when we discussed the banned and restricted lists, saying this needed to come off. Well, Scapeshift is a big thing in standard now, and it wins by creating a bunch of tokens. Well, <laughs> Rampaging Ferocidon says whenever a creature enters, it deals one damage to its controller. You're not going to be comboing off with Field of the Dead anytime soon when your opponent has Rampaging Ferocidon in play. Uh, and the dinosaurs deck is already really good. So seeing this, uh, seeing this unbanned is super cool. It's just really weird because it rotates in uh, just over a month. It rotates on my birthday, October 4th. Yeah, so... Everything you said is gibberish to me. I think it's ri <laughs> ridiculous that they unbanned a card five weeks before <laughs> it rotates. Yeah, just to solve a standard combo deck that's also rotating in five weeks. <laughs> yeah, it's super weird to me. Yeah, I, I didn't think Scapeship was going to see any play in standard outside of like weird Matt Nass brews. And uh, you know, yeah, albeit there was plenty of those. Uh, but uh, yeah, like that deck's a powerhouse. Uh, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> so, what, per what percentage of this unbanning is meme value and what percentage is actually for standard? I honestly think it's 50 50. Um, this <laughs> The standard scapeshift deck is kind of punishing to play against. Like, I think vampires, if configured correctly, I've, I'm out of the loop on standard a little bit right now. I know I'm usually our resident, like, standard player, uh, mm. but, but just because of time, like I was saying earlier, um, I've been a little out of the loop. But, you know, scapeshift is 15% of the metagame in standard right now with vampires at 13. Vampire can, vampires can configure itself in a way to be scapeshift. But then it really opens itself up to like Esper Control and Bant Ramp and Dinosaurs. Um, so seeing seeing that pop up is pretty cool. Uh, I, like, I, I think it's cool that they unbanned the dinosaur. I've been wanting to to shove it in dinosaur shells for a little bit and you know couldn't. Uh, so it's neat to see. But I do think it's halfway meme, halfway actual. Uh, actual trying to correct the format a little bit for the next five weeks because i do think there's some larger standard events to come so i think they cool. just want those to be a little normalized okay i would like to move on thank you for sharing all the information that i had no idea about you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> we can go to my neck of the woods let's talk about vintage yeah so there's Probably the biggest list of, I mean, I don't know if it's accurate, but five cards were either restricted or unrestricted in Vintage today. And we can kind of go through them. Uh, the first one being restricted is Karn, the Great Creator. You shut off your opponent's moxes or moxen and also have an endgame. Mystic Forge, uh, which is combo card for sure. Mental Misstep, which has been a mainstay as long as I've been playing. And then for the dredge deck, Golgari Grave Troll was all restricted. And then on the unrestricted side, a lot of people were saying it was going to be Demonic Consultation, but Fast Bond is now unrestricted yes. in Vintage. That's why I need my bazaars. <laughs> yeah, so you want to get bazaars for what purpose? Just I, I think you know why. 
what deck do I play in Legacy, Travis? I'm gonna play. Oh, oh, the enchantment yeah. one. Oh my god, what is the enchantment called? I should know this. Uh, survival, what? survival of the fittest. Is that what you want to play? Not that one. That is another deck I would play if I owned this Arsa. Vintage Lands. Oh, that's not a thing, man. Uh, it was already kind of a thing. It's got to be a thing now with Fast Bond Unrestricted. Yeah, you bet. Like, holy crap, man. Oh, I, I really don't think it is, actually. Oh, man. Okay, you can buy your bazaars and we'll play, but uh, <laughs> I'm unconvinced. So I do want to talk about the metagame and vintage and what it's been like the last couple of weeks. So at Eternal Weekend, it was pretty dominated by Mystic Forge, which was on this list. And then as a response to that, uh, people started playing uh, Soul Tie. In the last couple of weeks, Soul Tie has been the dominant deck in vintage. Like I think the last challenge, there was five out of eight uh, copies were Soul Tie, just a control build. And you lean pretty heavy on like Force of Vigor to deal with all the stuff going on that your opponents are doing with Mystic Forge. And so to see Karn, uh, Golgari Grave Troll, and Mystic Forge on this list, I'm like really confused because Soltai has been the dominant deck. But then when Mental Misstep is restricted i think that opens up the metagame for a bunch of decks that just haven't even existed so like it's been impossible to play goblin welder decks for example just because misstep is so good uh i think this specific uh unban or excuse me restriction of mental misstep is going to really open up a bunch of decks that haven't been able to exist for a long time I think Delver of Secrets gets much better. So uh, maybe even Null Rod gets better. Um, but the metagame is just going to shift dramatically, and I don't know where it's going to go. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I, I pasted something into the notes for you to see when you get a chance. Uh, but uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Like I, I haven't played a lot of vintage, vintage over the past couple of years. Um, I am a steadfast uh, Landstale player in Vintage. Um, I think this is a net positive for Landstale. Um, but yeah, it's weird seeing Misstep leave. It's existed as long as I've played the format. Uh, like I got into Vintage, you know, in 2000, 2000, late 2011, early 2012. And so it's, you know, it's always been there. Um, I started playing Legacy when Misstep was legal. So seeing it gone everywhere, finally, is is weird. Um, you know, I was a I was a staunch defender of if you're going to keep Death Rite around in Legacy, then unban Misstep. Thankfully, they just banned Death Rite Shaman because Misstep is a warping card. Even in Vintage, where everything is just these piles of powerful cards with a bit of synergy here and there. Um, you know, everybody was still yeah. playing it when they could. Um, and it does hit Dredge as well. Dredge played Misstep as well. So this this list has two Dredge cards on it, technically. Some some Dredge lists, like Pitch Dredge and, uh, like, very blue uh, Dredge. The flavor yeah, of Dredge... Yeah, I'm more familiar with, to be fair. I mean, there's still Pitch Dredge, but it's more green. And they're, like, really stretching green cards so, so they can play force of vigor because yeah. all the hate cards 
uh, uh, Graph Trigger's Cage, Leyline of the Void, they all get hit by Force of Vigor. You can also hit your opponent's Moxin and like, so the the fact that people were going green rather than blue is a yeah. huge deal because Golgari Grave Troll is one of the most important green cards in the deck. So and now he's gone. <laughs> yeah. So whether you play Pitch Dredge yeah. or you play the Green Dredge, you're gonna have to totally reconstruct your decks and probably go very black. I'm guessing where you're doing something with like Blood Gas and Thought Seizes and uh, Cabal Therapy. Maybe we'll even uh, maybe even a return to the classic Dread Return lists with uh, with uh, Flink and Zealot could even see something like that. Yeah, that's yeah, almost two years ago, but for sure. Yeah. All right, let's get to the meat and potatoes. Everyone wants oh, to talk about. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I'll do this one. So we had two cards banned and one card unbanned. And Gilbert thinks this is the biggest meta shift in modern that we've ever seen. So I'll start with Hogak. Uh, everyone kind of knew Hogak was going to be banned. The Arisen Necropolis. Free 8-8s turns out to be very good. Too and they have trample. Yeah, it has trample too. <clears throat> Thanks, Tom Ross. And then uh, Faithless Looting as well, the major enabler, but also pretty ubiquitous across the modern format in so many decks. That was also banned. Uh, and then on the unbanned side, we have my girl, Stoneforge Mystic. Uh, I'm so excited about this card being unbanned. Gilbert, tell us, why is this such a huge meta shift? I think they just slowed the format down by one and a half turns. Um, you don't have Faithless Looting to shape your early hands in Dredge anymore. Um, albeit it does hurt a couple of fair decks, like the Black Red Elemental decks that's been popping up, or Marty Pyro. Um, you know, I've been on the fence for Faithless for a long time, but I think this is net positive. Faithless was allowing these more degenerate decks to sculpt their hands in the early portion of the game, and allowing Phoenix to put a rapid amount of power into play faster than anything else could respond. It was allowing the mono red deck to shape its hands. We just saw it top eight of GP. And most importantly, it was allowing the Hogak deck to just vomit everywhere on turn two. Uh, ben Stark's rant as it happened on camera uh, while the Hogak player mulled to like five and got hit with a hand disruption spell for me spelled it out. I think that was a uh, perfect explanation of everything that was wrong. Um, but looting was was facilitating that. Now, obviously, you still have degenerate decks in modern. Storm has always existed. It can kill you on turn three. This new Twiddle Storm deck can kill you on turn three. Here's the problem. These blue decks that were traditionally good against these combo decks, if they pushed into the late game, they did not have a way to close quickly, and oftentimes the combo decks would just end up killing you anyways. That's not the case anymore. We now have a threat. So I, I've sent my list to you. We've seen some lists already. I was watching Gabriel and Steve stream a little bit. A lot of these disruptive decks now have a threat that comes down on turn two and demands an answer. And that's not something we've had before. And it's for me, I think it slows the format down enough that these combo decks and these other decks don't just get to ignore what you're doing. Um, they're going to have to respect the fact that you can put either four, uh, four power that's lifelinking and vigilance into play or something that's pro-red, pro-blue and is going to start drawing cards and killing all the creatures. Um, that is huge. And I don't think the combo decks now are consistent enough 
or disruptive enough to actually be able to stop that. And while we might see Stoneforge in a lot of decks, which was my fear before, um, just from what I saw today on sh people streaming and people talking, I think even if we are seeing it in a lot of decks, it's going to make for a lot more fun games of Magic than seeing Faithless sitting in all the decks was. And I think anytime you can add more fun by adding diversity, I think you have hit a home run at that point. And that's why I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. So you're saying Modern was basically a graveyard combo deck, and we took away the biggest enabler, Faithless Looting, and the most broken payoff, Hogak. Yeah. And this is going to totally change the way all of Modern uh, plays out because we're introducing as well a really slow lifelinking mid-range threat. Hmm. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty stoked to play this format. That's all I can really say. Are you, are you playing Stoneforge Mystic this weekend? Weekend, I would be playing Infect. No. Uh, I'm still on snow builds. I just like the snow, blood moon, control build. Who says, uh, I know who says Stoneforge Mystic can't go in a deck like that? I'm not playing white. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, if anything, I'm going to be the one who plays against Stoneforge Mystic with the card we're going to mention a little later, K-Command. I, I I really think K-Command wins out a lot in this, and yeah, we'll see it. Corey we'll Burkhart it. was losing his mind on Twitter today. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you posted that. That was pretty funny. I died. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I played yeah, a lot of... So yeah, I played check... That. I do want to mention one thing. I played a lot of check pile and legacy and being able to snapcaster K command against white creature decks that are playing Stoneforge is pretty backbreaking. And I think if Stoneforge Mystic really is as good as people think it is, K command is just going to be a necessity and the metagame will balance because of that. I think so too. And I think, I think, like I said, it's just a net positive. I got to see a green-white Maverick-esque deck today. I got to see Dead Guy Ale in Modern. Do you know how exciting that was for me? Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I'm I'm super stoked. I think this is, yeah, I think this is a very good thing. I I am happy that I was wrong about the looting ban. I, I, I need to mention this on the podcast because I told him I would. Thomas Jones was right. Faithless Looting and Hogat got banned, and I owe Jonesy five sushi lunches now. So, there you go, Jonesy. You won that's this bet. Man, that's like 100 bucks. <laughs> I know. <That's> <laughs> Sushi's not cheap in our town. I'm well aware. <laughs> but get an iced tea I every time. I still win because I get to eat Momiji's five times. So. <laughs> yep. You should invite me. I'll come too. All right, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, so there are definitely changes that need to be made. Sideboards are warped now, but they were already kind of warped for a long time, to be fair, right? Like, people already had surgicals in the main and stuff, and even more mm -hmm. hate in the side. So, first up is how many sideboard cards do we play uh, for graveyard? Uh, how many sideboard slots do we relegate to graveyard hate now? Yeah, great question. Uh, my answer earlier was less than 10. <laughs> uh, I would have, like, two weeks ago, I would have asked, well, how many are you playing in the main first? Um, I just don't think it's going to be a priority. 
anymore. The optimal number is probably going to be four, I'm guessing. And that might just be four ley lines. That might be a mixture, depending on, like, maybe you're an artifact deck and you want to play Tormod's Crypt or something, or Graph Digger's Cage. But the mono red deck also likes Tormod's Crypt as well. Yeah, for prowess. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm going to guess it's four. I don't want to, like, assume there's no dredge deck anymore because once we go down to one or two cards in our sideboard that are devoted to graveyard hate dredge instantly becomes better and they're just going to pl play something like uh i don't know desperate ritual or, or no what is the one where you desperate ravings no not ravings the the one that was played in um i don't know you draw three oh. and discard three at random oh hollow one uh, burning inquiry yeah so that they're, they're going to do something ridiculous like that and then win a tournament and so I, I just want to hedge my bets and say probably four, maybe five. I think I'm going to say I think it depends. Um, I think control decks that have the benefit of playing stuff like uh, force of negation and such, um, I think they do benefit from this and that they get to dedicate less slots. Another important note, decks like Jess Guide, really the hard and fast rule is you're not allowed to play uh, Rest in Peace in your Jess Guide deck because you won with Bolt Snap Bolt. Stoneforge Mystic gives us another route to victory. Do you know how nice it was to be able to just sleeve up some rest in pieces in my sideboard instead of trying to balance out the loss of life from surgical extractions and all this other crap and just being able to play a two-mana enchantment? <laughs> I mean, what, yeah, that's what, that's what I used about. to do. Yeah, when it's I'm... like, you know, a lot of people are just like, oh, don't play rest in peace in your, in your chess guy sideboard. It hoses you too. Now I'm just like, cool, I can just sleep up my rest in pieces. So for me, I have two rest in pieces, two Ashiox in my sideboard. Those are, those are, Ashiox kind of halfway graveyard hate. Um, not really real graveyard hate, kind of is. Um, I count it as a half piece each. So I guess technically at that rate, I have three pieces of graveyard hate in my current build. Um, but uh, another, uh, another card, I forgot to put it on the list. Uh, there is two of them, actually, and I want to mention them real quick or I'll forget. A Quite. braid. Oh, yeah, a braid it's on the list. braid just got so much equity because so many decks can play. Oh, you already... It, did you type that as I'm saying it or did I miss it? Oh, I already had it on there. Oh, I'm blind. Yeah, a braid got a lot of equity, so I, I missed that. I didn't scroll down. That <sighs> and um, a card that people who used to play a lot of Legacy will remember uh, and you guys should start digging through your Kamigawa boxes now. And that's Manriki Gusari. What uh, the heck is that? <laughs> uh, so when Legacy was nothing but Stoneblade Mirrors, it was a two-mana equipment that says equipped creature gets plus one, plus two, and has tap, destroy target equipment. And it equips for one. My gosh. Um, it was everywhere. I, I think this is going to be like a thing in modern. I think it is a thing to keep an eye on. Um, if Stoneforge is half as dominant as a lot of people are afraid of it being, I think that is a card to keep an eye on and start digging your commons and uncommons now and looking for them. I know I will be. Because uh, that's not a card I want to randomly be $7 and have to get it. Because <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to pull a ravenous trap and I'm going to be upset about it. <laughs> so... Yeah, let's see. Foils are about $8, $9 right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of those cards no. that's just gonna explode. 
it just got bought out actually there's no copies see that I told are you, dude. holy right. crap yeah I, there's no dude. there's no copies that are light play or better they're all mp or worse yeah when it comes to stoneforge mystic metas your boy knows <laughs> <laughs> your boy uh okay well i don't plan on playing this card but... i probably won't either i have one set aside right in front of me right now just in case <laughs> okay that's but, good uh, enough let yeah. me ask you a quick question do you think stoneforge mystic is going to be in mid-range decks or do you think it's going to be like a combo enabler because we've seen lists that do both like that go get um you know, bad with names tonight the equipment that uh when it when it when you have a one one enter it comes uh, from the oh, sort of make thank you what yeah. yeah that was also banned at one point so, so what's funny is I don't know if you remember the last blade deck I was playing before my collection got stolen. It was a Thopter Foundry deck that tutored up Sword of the Beak. So it's hilarious to see that in modern now. Uh, but do you think that's the primary way people are going to play Stoneforge? No, I saw I saw that on stream today. Um, uh, Jarvis U was playing it, and I just kept watching him get browned by Coligan's command. <laughs> don't say. Yeah, don't say. <laughs> Like, he doesn't have the ability to protect it. Like, you know, like the blue-white decks do. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, you have all these colorless cards. Like, I don't think he was playing Force Negation in a 75. Um, oh. I, th I think if the Urza decks are going to implement it, they're going to have to switch to just a mid-range deck that happens to sometimes combo off. I don't think they're going to get to be this dedicated prison combo deck if they want to play this. I think it's a different deck. Um, like, Jarvis is a great player. Like, he's insane. But I just watched him get crapped on by like Shadow and Jund and like four color mid range. So, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what card I did see on stream today, though. And it's unrelated to our banner restricted, kind of, except for it's a deck that gets to play Stoneforge Mystic. I saw Siege Rhino for the first time in a long time today. And uh, oh boy, <laughs> that uh, did something for me. <laughs> Oh my gosh okay yeah sure <laughs> can, can we move on <laughs> nope We're gonna, this is a seed rhino podcast <laughs> no, no. <laughs> sure what do you want to say about seed rhino i own 77 or 78 <laughs> copies of seed rhino i can verify <laughs> you in fact found a really nice foil miscut for me <laughs> <laughs> signed right yeah it's signed yeah it's uh the other half is a segu muller it's right in the front of my binder <laughs> but uh yeah uh, another card to talk about uh is arclight phoenix is that card yeah. is, is it just unplayable in modern now i guess so uh if you're yeah. gonna play the weird enabler that's making you discard at random i don't think you can reliably play arclight phoenix yeah maybe like hollow index pop back up but the Hollow Index still needed Faithless to be good. Um, like there was that Hollow Phoenix list for a long time. But yeah, I think uh, I think Arclight Phoenix is back to being a uh, a standard card. Oh, Squaw! Squaw! Oh my god! So okay. farewell, farewell, sweet bird. <laughs> uh, we already mentioned our thoughts on K Command. I think yep, that's card gonna... modern now. You really think so? I think it's good. I top top five for sure. Uh, well, it depends how good um, Tron turns out to be. But it's true. It's true. Another thing Ben Stark was talking a lot about over the weekend in Modern 
basically anticipating only Hogak was going to get banned. He's talking about Ridden 6 being the most important card in Modern. And I had a little bit of yeah. like a, a rebelliousness against that. I don't think he's right, but you seem to indicate he might be. What do you say about Renan Six? Yeah, I think I think she's a great card. Um, I I think it's in that top five. I think it's hard to quantify what the number one best card will be for at least a little while. Obviously, until we get results. But I think even when we have results, it's generally hard to quantify what the best card is. Um, if I asked you what the best card in Legacy was, you'd probably jump to Brainstorm. Uh, but there are a lot of other contenders in that role. Brainstorm's the most ubiquitous card, of course, um, but I think Modern's in a kind of a similar state, but it's got a lot of cards that are closer in power level than Legacy does. So I think when you have Modern, when you have, quote, best cards, I think they're a lot closer together than what they are in other formats just by the effect of they, a lot of them were printed with the same mindset of power level. Um, so I think Renin 6 and Jun specifically, as you even put, um i think it's i think she's going to continue to be a powerhouse um it's uh and we'll talk about another card uh in jund as well um and a side note to that is the three drop chandra as well i've been seeing that in jund and like jund has a lot of wiggle room now especially because they they get to free up sideboard slots they get to free up some main deck slots um you know they, they get the max out of their lilianas again if they weren't already doing that they're already at four yeah, are they are they playing Last Hope again? That I've seen. Yeah, because sure Ren and Six already cleans up the one drop or the yeah, one it's, toughness it's, creatures. It's, it's true, yeah. But uh, yeah, I I do think Ren and Six is going to be a big player in this format, and being paired up with Liliana and Coligan's command, I think it is going to create this attrition deck that's very similar to the Jun that we saw in 2012, uh, 2013, uh, but a lot more fair. Um, I'm pretty excited about it because for me, um, I think Jund exemplifies um, just a good, powerful modern deck that's really hard to be too good. I think you're right. So I'm kind of excited about Jund being good. Sad as an Infect player, but for the format in general, yeah, it's good. I, you know, I used to, I used to feel favored as control decks against Jund, um, but now that they've gotten some of their new tools, it's close or hard depending on how they're configured. Um, mm. Yeah, and I, I, I'm actually going to go ahead and mention it real quick since we're talking about Jund right now. Chandra Awakened Inferno has been insane. Um, I saw that card initially in the sideboard of a lands list, and I started playing it. And then I started seeing it in Jund lists, Jeskai lists. I'm like, holy crap, this is insane. Like, control decks cannot beat it. Like, you, you play this one-for-one -one game and just... Uh, just rip apart their hand with your disruption spells and you know get around to casting this card on turn six and just start plussing it and they lose because if if you've paired this with the coligans command they don't have their artifact threat to kill you anymore their creatures are piddly they're not going to do anything you're going to pick them off with liliana edicts and with renin six like it's crazy so i i do think that's another card to keep an eye on going forward in modern i don't think it's going to be one of the best cards but I definitely think it gained even more traction. I'm yet to be convinced, but I appreciate you talking about it. <laughs> the card that I'll kill I you with it soon enough. <laughs> I played against it, and I think you plussed it twice, and then I killed you. Yeah, you had ulted Renin 6 the turn before, unfortunately. <laughs> I had a lightning bolt in my graveyard. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, cards that I think got a huge boost uh, from this restriction, or excuse me, this banned and restriction announcement. Ancient Stirrings. This is mm-hmm. the card that basically was ubiquitous with Faithless Looting in the discussion. Faithless Looting and Ancient Stirrings. These are unfair cards. Ancient Stirrings is definitely absent from this list. Do we think Ancient Stirrings should have been on this list? And if it shouldn't, where do we see it being played out in a healthy way? Hardened Scales. Like, I don't think it's an unreasonable card for Hardened Scales to play. I don't think you're doing anything inherently unfair in that deck. It's it's a commune with nature in that deck most of the time, uh, which is fine. Like, the deck could literally just play commune with nature, but this happens to find a couple other things in it. But most of your most of your cards in hardened scales are just creatures. Like it doesn't find your hardened scales, um, you know. Or lantern of insight. Yeah, or lantern of insight. Like I think hardened scales plays ancient stirrings the fairest. Um, I think as far as decks that build into its restriction the best um, is Tron. I don't think Tron's doing anything inherently fair with it, and I think Tron's a problem that is going to need to be addressed in the next couple of years. They're going to have to do something. Uh, I It comes in waves of being dominant, and then the meta will shift, but the deck just reconfigures. Like, it was still doing well when people were playing turn two eight eights. Like, that, that, should, that should be a message. The deck's not playing an attrition game. It is playing big, dumb threats. Jun doing well in a world of turn two eight eights, to me, is a lot less scary than Tron doing well. Because Jund is is one for one in you and taking away your threats and your resources. Tron is just doing Tron stuff in the same way that Hogak was doing Hogak stuff. So it's yeah, modern's supposed to be a turn two or turn four format. People say Tron's not a turn three deck. It's a turn three deck. They they play their thing on turn three and the game is effectively over. You just don't know to scoop yet. And a lot of the times that's the case. Um, is Stirrings the right hit for something like that? I don't think so. I used to be in the camp of Stirrings wasn't good for Modern, um, but, you know, it's it's hard to say that when decks like Hardened Scales use it. Um, but, you know, if that's what it takes to hit Tron, which I don't think it is, because Eldrazi Tron doesn't even play it, then so be it. But I think if they if they if the time comes and they need to hit Tron, they just need to do it. They need to hit Urza's Tower and just be done with it. Um, but... Time will tell on that one, but I, I feel like I'm going to be right. I hope you're right. Uh, would like to see a Tronless modern. I think that would be good. Yeah. I also wanted to mention one card that I think is going to be very good. This is Spell Stare in blue decks. Yes. And the reason being, if Renin 6 and Stoneforge Mystic are as good as people are thinking, the best way to answer them from blue, which is card a color I'm pretty partial to, is Spell Stare. It's a hard counter at one mana, and it pairs really well with Snapcaster Mage as well. So just have my eye on decks that are playing Spell Snare. I've noticed a couple of decks that would normally play zero were playing two today. So like people are already adjusting the dial on that one. Yeah. Um, I think a card that got a lot worse, too, and I, I thought about this while I was getting things ready um, and just like sleeving up my current iteration that I'm going to play this weekend. Remand. Um, I've normally played Remand in a lot of my Jeskai lists. I have no desire to play that card right now. Um, It's just like Spell Snare 
and Manalik are at an all-time premium. Uh, another card that uh, people will likely start seeing again is Spell Pierce. While Spell Pierce doesn't hit Stoneforge Mystic, it does hit uh, Renin Six, and it does hit mm-hmm. a lot of things that are going to kill your Stoneforge Mystic. So we'll likely see it in the Mystic decks just to protect your Mystic a lot of the ways that we do in Legacy as well. Um, I generally played one or two in my Stoneblade decks, so I think uh, think it is something we can expect to see. Yeah, I'm I'm playing one right now in Teamer Control in Legacy. Yeah. It, for the same reasons you've mentioned, just to either stop an opponent's run in six or my run in six or to hit a Force of Will, or in Modern it would be a Force of Negation. So, yeah. great card. I, I, I do think it's worth noting that while people complain about Renin 6 Ren and Six and Modern, I don't think it is this immovable wall that is ruining the format or has the potential to ruin the format. I want to go on the record and say I think everything that Renin 6 is doing in the format is good for it. Um, it is forcing people to play these long value games. And if that's not what you want in Magic, then that's not Magic's not for you anymore. That's what the game has moved towards a lot of, and I think realigning modern with that um, is a very good move. Um, I, I think we are going to see a lot of these games end on you know turn 17, 18, and, instead of turn 2 and 3. And I, for one, look forward to it. I, uh, I want to sit there with, behind my wall of Planeswalkers or you know attack people with my Knight of the Reliquary. Though I've been doing that anyways lately. Um, that's another deck that I need to consider for Stoneforge Mystic. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I I think today's banner restricted announcement uh, will go on the record as being one of the best things to ever happen to the format and one of the biggest shakeups it's ever seen. I think you're right. I think we're going to call it on that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, once again, uh, guys probably know where to find us by now, but if not, uh, you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, ours is the fury uh, with a underscore before and after. Uh, where can people find you, Travis? Find me on Patreon.com backslash Eternal Implications. I was gonna, so, I was gonna pitch that next, but <laughs> yes, I would like, I would like to hard pitch it. So if anybody, uh, well, currently we have zero patrons, and it get, brings a tear to my eye. So the first person to become a patron, I will send you a soul ring. Throwing that out there. Cool. He'll do it. <laughs> but. but uh, I mean, Maybe the first five. First five. Yeah, that's not too bad. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's going to do it for us. Um, we'll, uh, we'll catch you guys again next week. We'll likely be talking about uh, the some of the results coming forward. We've got uh, we've got an SCG open that's modern next weekend. So should be very, very exciting. So we'll uh, wow. see you guys then. Yeah, yeah, you didn't think about that. <laughs> but uh, Shaheen Sarani sure did. <laughs> so, <laughs> we'll catch you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in.